The Lord be with you and also with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. As we gather for ordered worship, the liturgy, music, homily, and sacrament are offered for our congregation here in Marsh Chapel. For our radio listenership across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe at WBUR.org. We welcome your prayerful material support, your written or emailed responses, your self-selection of forms of ministry, service, and leadership in our midst. And as the Spirit moves, come Sunday, your presence with us in worship. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. O oh God, you have prepared for those who love you such good things as surpass our understanding. Pour into our hearts such love towards you that we, loving you in all things and above all things, may obtain your promises which exceed all that we can desire. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A lesson from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 16, verses 9 through 15. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothris. The following day at Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city in the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of, of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer of purple cloth. The, the Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in reading responsibly verses from Psalm 67.
May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us. That your way may be known upon earth, that your saving power among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God, let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the people with equity and guide the nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, has blessed us. May God continue to bless us. Let all the ends of the earth revere him. Please stand if you are able for the Gloria Patri and the reading of the gospel. Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. John chapter 14 verses 23 through 29. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words. And the word that you hear is not mine but is from the father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. My word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. You are invited to walk in the land of love from this day forward, to walk in love, to walk across the landscape of love, to make love your aim, to love one another. Here is a Johannine topographical map for your travels. In just one verse alone, John 
14 and 23. Our earth science teacher had a way of finding a way to excite 13-year-olds with the mysteries of topography. First, he traced the advance and retreat of glaciers and their deposits in kells and drumlins and valleys and lakes. He reminded us that we are ice people up north here. He pointed out the undersides of the mountains and the different ge geological formations underneath the similar beauties of the Adirondacks and the Catskills. Second, with great energy, he showed us how rivers formed and wound around and changed course. He reminded us that Susquehanna means winding river, and then would drift off into meditations upon other native names, Onondaga, Tiafnioga, Canandaigua, Oneida. These place names, a part of one local topography, in his merriment and memory became lodged in us, placing us in their places. The best of the days were those spent poring over the maps and the ways that rivers remake landscape. There is a flow to things, a watery fluidity underneath and sometimes well above the apparent surfaces of life. Third, he took us beyond the constellations, Ursa Major and Ursa Minor, Draco the Dragon, Orion the Archer, Cassiopeia on her throne, which we had already located in scouting, and spread out the universe, 14, 15 billion years of age, endless ranges of galaxies, meteors sailing, suns exploding, darkness and light. He was trying to say something to us, looking back, about our place in the place of the cosmos. He gestured forth to the winds, the gusting climactic climate about us, freezing points, dew points, compass points, all good points. Behold the topographical mysteries. The gospel today, our gospel today, is a topography, not of earth, but of heaven, not of earth science, but of heavenly science, not of land, but of love. Are we lovers anymore? It can feel blasphemous to speak of love at all. In a world where warfare continues to bubble up and out of Tutsi and Hutu history, in a world where Ecuadorian huts and bar barrios are wrecked in natural catastrophic earthquakes, in a world in which Colombian children are kidnapped and made child warriors, in a country, our own, in which there is still lasting dispute about whether non-rich children should have full access to education and health care. In a country in which democracy, as both the ancient Greeks and our constitutional founders soberly feared, suddenly seems to give way to demagoguery, democracy to demagoguery. Largely, it must be underscored due to the habits of mind forms of rhetoric and decades of contention exported from one party and this year from one candidate. In a country that comes to resemble in spirit the ancient Israel decried by Amos and others, shot through with personal depravity, vapid worship, rampant neglect of the poor, and haughty, foolish over-reliance on military might. In a culture that prizes counting but not reckoning, in a culture which emphasizes knowledge to the exclusion of relationship, 
producing citizens who are often knowledgeably advanced but relationally delayed, in a culture bounded by misogyny, blinded by racism, bordered by greed, which sees no longer any eternal horizon nor values any longer the traditions of self-giving which themselves gave the culture its very birth. In a week of further gun death, including that of a two-year-old shooting his mother from the back seat of the car, in a week of violence in city after city, neighborhood after neighborhood, in a week of smaller slights, hidden swindles, and personal abuses which all fill in the Latin phrase homo homini lupus, man is a wolf to man. In such a world, country, culture, and weak, it can seem the height of hubris or naivete to utter in public the word love at all. It can seem blasphemous to speak of love at all. Nevertheless, here we are, here you are, bearing witness, giving thanks, offering prayers and tithes, seeking the Lord together. Sursum corda, lift up your hearts. Our gospel does so speak of love. Are we lovers anymore? Do we let love be our aim? Do we think daily and act weekly and practice monthly the scales, vaults, verifications, and measurements of love? Do we love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Do we love our neighbor as ourself? Are we going on to wholeness, to becoming healthy and whole in love in this lifetime? For what do we live? If we're not going on to wholeness in love, what are we going on to? Are we familiar with the topography of love, its glacial forms, its meandering rivers, its celestial stars and lights, its wind blowing where it wills? Are we lovers anymore? Are we ready to get the lay of the land? God's nature and name is love. Are we loving people? Our topography of love is a verse in four phrases. First, those who love me. Ages ago, glaciers cut lakes and hollows and mountains into lasting shapes. Love has done the same in spirit, in existence. Has cut lakes and hollows and mountains into lasting existential shape. Faith is a gift. Faith is not a task, not an achievement, not a work, not an accomplishment. Faith is a gift through which we live out our lives in thanksgiving. Faith is a gift. You gain no praise in receipt of such a gift, and you incur no blame in the lack of such a gift. For those who have been seized by the love of God and the faith of Christ and the confession of the church, is this who we are? Love is the form, the topographical outline of life. Walk in love. 
It must be stressed that at least here in the Holy Scripture and at least here in the Gospel of John, John 14, 23, there's no argument that some should jump across a line or make a personal choice or make a decision. That is elsewhere, not here. It is like a geological glacial force at work here, shaping the contours of our right life. Those called to love, those called to love him, are those called to love, those called to love him. Is this who we are? The verse affirms that there are those who have a revelation that they are meant to love. Is this you today? That they have the gift, the faithful gift of love. Something like some who have the gift of strength, some who have the gift of music, some who have the gift of philanthropy, some who have the gift of insight. Love, agape, is such a gift. Faith, Pistis is such a gift. For the first readers and hearers of this passage, this verse, John 14, 23, our verse revealed a mystical union, a mystical audition, a mystical shift, a mystical experience whose essence in retrospect became we are meant to live in love as those who love him. Second, will keep my word. The lakes and rivers that filled with water over long, flowing, fluid time kept alive a saturation in the natural world, a potential to slake the thirsts of life, especially their propensity, these rivers, to meander, to wander, to move and live and have being that propensity to fluidity makes a lively, loving world and word. We may want to wrestle a bit with both the verb, keep, and the noun, word, here. To keep is not to obey, to keep is not to hold, to keep is not to hear, to keep is not to possess, although it is in part all those things and more. In a small, borrowed room, perhaps in Ephesus, Maybe in the year 90 A.D., possibly with 30 or 40 present, a word was spoken and heard. And it came through a voice that spoke like no other, so equable, so magnanimous, so serene. To hear it then, to hear it now, one needs to listen. One needs to learn to hear, to practice listening, to train the ear, as some music schools do in another way. A word is not a text, ancient or cyber, nor a verse, however venerable or holy, nor a doctrine, even a powerful doctrine. The word is near your lips and on your heart, near your heart and on your lips, too. How will we hear a word of God without listening for such a word? Listening in scripture, in prayer, in worship, in conversation, in meditation, in sacrament, 
in silence. Day to day pours forth speech, but have we ears to hear? There is a kind of turning of one's back upon the world commanded by this word, his word. In our age, one especially needs the care and cultivation of hearing. Good news, you may have confidence that such a word, yours to keep, yours for the keeping, may be spoken and may be heard here, now, loved. Third, my Father will love them. Now the celestial lights are before us, the planets and the stars and the meteors and the darkness and the light and the evening sky, these illumine. These illumine our few days upon the earth. We this week had a signboard on the Marsh Plaza for students and others to use to write out what they hoped to do and to be in life. Many good words there were. The word love was not absent, but almost so as my friend pointed out. Many other words were written on the chalkboard, but not love, at least not often. One did write, I hope to find someone to love. One did write, I want to love as I have been loved. The day before, in the same plaza, we held a vigil for a student who had died three years ago. Her mother, Her friends, her former housemates, three years on, stood at the monument, the King Monument. Grief is a labor of love that takes time. In grief, you look for something sturdy. You look for something sturdy in grief, the King Monument. We stood with flowers, wreaths, and photos, We said some words, we waited in quiet, we wept some at length and with profusion, we lit candles shielding them from the light wind. And then the evening came, and when it is dark enough, then you can see the stars. There is no transaction here, no quid pro quo in John 14, 23, No love for love trade. It is an eternal love. My Father will love them. Tapas, place, graphe, writing, the depiction of a space, a topography of love. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God's love abides in us and is made whole in us. Dear Houston Smith, when teaching at MIT long ago, said, and often, we are in good hands, and so it well behooves us to bear one another's burdens. Fourth, we will make our home with them. To see which way the wind is blowing, you need an anemometer, 
a glacial form, a river bed, a sacred canopy, earth, water, stars, make up our topography of love with one addition by the strength of this verse, John 14, 23. There is to be an indwelling, a making oneself at home, father and son together. Come, they will, to take up residence, to be present, to become presence. Here are humble sacraments of holy baptism and holy communion, of bath and meal, of washing and eating, of cleansing and nourishment, may bring a helpful reminder with thanksgiving of presence, his presence. Yet the earliest hearers and readers of our verse felt something more. They felt him making his home in their midst. They felt him living with them. They felt him dwelling among them. They could have sung with Harriet Beecher Stowe, I have seen him in the watchfires of a hundred circling camps. They have builded him an altar in the evening dews and damps. I can read his righteous sentence by the dim and flaring lamps. His day is marching on. Presence. Presence. Here is Paul in the seventh heaven. Here is Lydia opening her home. Here is the psalmist singing grace and peace. Here is Augustine in the garden. Here is Aquinas calling his lifetime's writing so much straw. Here is John of the Cross in una noche oscura. Here is Luther in agony. Here is Wesley in the reign of Aldersgate Street. Here is Harriet Tubman walking north to freedom. Here is Martin Luther King signing books of an afternoon on Manhattan, suddenly wounded and bleeding. Here is Francis, Bishop of Rome in our time, imploring all to Honor the conscience of the believer. Honor the conscience of the believer. The conscience of the believer is inviolable. And here is Howard Thurman walking at night on his beloved Daytona Beach. And here you are. Here you are. Here you are. Formed by love, guided by love, embraced by love, now touched by love. So you may recall in prayer, I am loved, so I can love. The topography of love carries a mysterious, no, a mystical, wind, breath, breeze, spirit. Are we lovers anymore? Do we let love be our aim? Do we think daily and act weekly and practice monthly the scales and vaults and verifications and measurements of love? Do we love God and our neighbor, loving the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as ourself? Are we going on to wholeness, to become healthy and whole in life in this lifetime? For what do we live? If we're not going on to wholeness and love, 
Just what are we going on to? Are we familiar with the topography of love, its glacial forms, its meandering rivers, its celestial stars and lights, its wind blowing where it wills? Are we lovers anymore? Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Please be seated. We welcome you again to the Nave of Marsh Chapel, whether you're joining us here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, over the radio at 90.9 FM WBUR, streaming live via WBUR.org, or later via the Marsh Chapel podcast. We're so glad that you are a part of our community. We invite those of you sitting in the pews to take a moment to fill out the red pads found along the center aisle of each pew. This will help us to get to know you better and you to get to know one another better. 
Today is a communion Sunday. Wine will be available on the pulpit side. Grape juice will be available on the lectern side. And there will be a healing prayer station under the first uh, stained glass window on the pulpit side. We invite all members of the congregation to our monthly potluck luncheon downstairs after the service. All are welcome to participate in this fellowship opportunity. Today there will be children's ministry and children are invited to follow Mr. Devin Harvin out during the last hymn of the service. Um, we, uh, we wish all of our students good luck as they enter into finals week. As it is finals week, all of our normal fellowship opportunities that are available have been suspended. Um, but we hope that your thoughts are clear, your writing is concise, and that you have a joyful start to your summer. Uh, next Sunday will be this I Believe Sunday when we will hear from members of the class of 2016 as they reflect on their personal faith and time at BU. We invite you to attend or listen um, intently to hear what they have to say. For all other Marsh Chapel news, we invite you to visit the chapel website at bu.edu chapel where there is also the opportunity for online giving. Now as the ushers wait upon us for our offering, please remember that it is a gift and a discipline to be a giver.
We give you thanks, O God, this day for life and work and peace. Bless the gifts and those who have given them to the work of ministry in this place and throughout the world. Amen. In baptism we died with Christ, so that as Christ was raised from the dead, we might walk in newness of life. Let us receive new life in him as we confess our sins in penitence and faith. Father, you are always present. Forgive us for not reflecting your faithfulness. Jesus, you are always self-giving. Forgive us for living for ourselves. Holy Spirit, you always lead us forward. Forgive us for holding back. May God Almighty forgive all your sins and keep you walking in love through the Spirit, for Christ's sake. Amen. The risen Christ came and stood among his disciples and said, Peace be with you. Then were they glad when they saw the Lord. Alleluia. The peace of the Lord be always with you. Let us share with one another a sign of peace. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation. In your loving care, you spread before us this table of life and give us the cup of salvation to drink. Keep us always in the fold of our Savior and our Shepherd, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Blessed be God forever. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, almighty and eternal God. And in these days of Easter, to celebrate with joyful hearts the memory of your wonderful works. For by the mystery of his passion, Jesus Christ was dead and rose again, conquered the powers of death and hell, and restored in men and women the image of your glory, placing them once more in paradise and opening to them the gate of eternal life. And so, in the joy of this Passover, earth and heaven resound with gladness, while angels and archangels and the powers of all creation sing forever the hymn of your glory. Lord, you are holy indeed, the source of all holiness. Grant that by the power of your Holy Spirit and according to your holy will, these gifts of bread and wine may be to us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, who in the same night that he was betrayed took bread and gave you thanks. He broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take, eat. 
This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup and gave you thanks. He gave it to them, saying, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Great is the mystery of faith. And so, calling to mind Jesus' death on the cross, his perfect sacrifice made once for the sins of the whole world, rejoicing in his mighty resurrection and glorious ascension, and looking for his coming in glory, we celebrate this memorial of our redemption. As we offer you this our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving, we bring before you this bread and this cup, and we thank you for counting us worthy to stand in your presence and serve you. Send the Holy Spirit on your people and gather into one in your kingdom all who share this one bread and one cup, so that we in the company of all the saints may praise and glorify you forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. By whom and with whom and in whom, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and power are yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. We break this bread to share in the body of Christ. Though we are many, we are one body, because we all share in one bread. God, who takes away the sin of the world, blessed are those who are called to his supper. Lord, I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word, and I shall be healed. Come, for all things are now ready.
Let us pray. Holy God, we see in your glory in the face of Jesus Christ. May we who are partakers at his table reflect his life in word and deed, that all the world may know his power to change and save. We ask through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. mercy and peace, the love of God the Creator, God the Redeemer, God the Sustainer, be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen. <laughs> 